Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today, we are delving into the world of alternative treatments as we test out cranial sacral therapy. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkun. And this is Self Care Club. The advice for self care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self Care Club. Craniosacral therapy is a form of alternative and complementary therapy that focuses on manipulating and balancing the craniosacral system. It's based on a belief that gentle manipulation of these structures can promote the body's natural healing ability and overall well-being. It's a very gentle form of treatment which engages with the body and the mind and it's suitable for absolutely anybody from newborn babies to the elderly and whatever your condition, migraines, neck and back pain, chronic ill health, injuries, stress, or simply maintaining your emotional well-being. So the big question is, how does it work? Which Indeed. is what you and I have been saying to each other for weeks. weeks. How does it work? Weeks. Weeks. Yeah. The concept originates with the work of William Sutherland, an American osteopath who first identified the rhythmic motion of the cranial sacral system. He pioneered the idea that the bones of the cranium, i.e. the skull, have subtle rhythmic movements and that these movements could be manipulated for therapeutic purposes. So interesting. It is. He initially called this approach cranial osteopathy. However, however, over time, cranial osteopathy evolved into what is now commonly known as craniosacral therapy. Mm. That's interesting. So it's the same thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. I wonder. Not the same as osteopathy, but the same as cranial osteopathy. Yeah. Because you kept saying cranio, and I kept saying cranial, and I was wondering if there was a difference. No, there isn't. No. When a therapist rests their hands very lightly on the body and engages on a subtle level, they can feel a rhythmic motion being expressed throughout the body as if the whole body is gently breathing. Not the usual breathing of the lungs, but a more gentle, subtle, rhythmic motion. This blows my mind. I know. The rhythmic motion felt in the body is a reflection of a natural force which is present throughout nature and which perfuses all living things. It's an indication of our aliveness and a reflection of a vitality. Cranial sacral therapy believes that it's this natural force which determines the orderly progression of life, growth, development, health and healing, which restores and maintains balance and integration. Everything that happens to us, every injury, illness, every tension, every trauma, this influences the underlying vitality and its rhythmic motion. That makes total sense. It creates disturbances. And when a craniosacral therapist tunes in on a very subtle level, they can engage and interact, enabling the patient system to respond to the therapist's gentle contact, addressing and resolving any disturbances and resistances to the natural flow of health. I'm obsessed with it. I feel much more understanding now 
I did all the research and I was like, there's a lot of information about it and it's very complicated. So I tried to like boil it down to keep it as user-friendly as possible, but it does go into metaphysics and biodynamics and it's it's all about physics, which is not my top subject, but it's definitely, it's it's definitely not mine, but I originally thought it was energy healing and yeah, it isn't at no, all. it isn't. It's witchcraft. It isn't, it, it isn't in that realm whatsoever. No. It's but it feels like it It feels like witchcraft. Be. Does it? To me. Yeah. But it isn't. No, it isn't. It's like properly scientific. Wow. That's... Well, if it goes into physics. Well, yeah, but there's physics and then there's kind of like made up physics. <laughs> you know, it's it's more of a belief than it is a real thing which we will explain in a minute. How do you do it? Well, it's done with the patient lying down, fully clothed in a quiet and peaceful environment. And that's why it's so good for newborn babies and also for the elderly, because there's no like undressing or anything else you have to do, especially with the newborns, because they're often asleep, or you can even do it when they're breastfeeding. So so cute. I did it with my newborns, did you? I didn't, I didn't actually. Um, So it's very simple to do. Treatment involves an extremely light, gentle touch of the practitioner's hands. They may make light contact on your head or your sacrum, your tailbone, your feet, your torso, your back or any other part of the body that needs support and the experience is usually felt as profoundly relaxing because it's so gentle the theory is that the body is able to open up because it's secure in the knowledge that it's not being threatened and that enables the craniosacral process to penetrate to the deepest levels of our being there are no downsides and it's completely safe with no negative reactions, hence why it can be used both on babies and the elderly. But it's important to note that the scientific evidence supporting the efficacy of craniosacral therapy is limited and mixed. Oh, I'm upset. Mm. I'm upset to hear that. While some individuals report positive experiences and relief from various conditions, the therapy remains controversial within the medical community. Skeptics argue that any perceived benefits may be due to the placebo effect or the therapeutic relationship between the practitioner and the patient. Mm. Well, that's very interesting. The cranial sacral rhythm is said to be independent of the heartbeat and the respiratory rate. It's described as a very slow cyclical movement occurring at a rate of about six to 12 cycles per minute. This rhythm is so subtle, it can't be detected by traditional medical equipment, by ECGs or blood pressure monitors. Skeptics, however, question the existence of this rhythm and its therapeutic significance, and it remains a subject of debate within the medical community. I think we should kick this off with Jackie. Jackie. Now, Jackie. Bringing Jackie back to the show. Jackie is great value for this show. Now, for those of you that don't know that missed our arm knitting episode, that was when Jackie, aka Lauren's mother, Made her first debut on the self-care club. She did. And we giggled our way through that show, didn't we? And then about three months later, because I think (laughs) we said on the show, Jesus, I hope Jackie doesn't hear the show. And I was like, she doesn't really bother listening anymore. Three months later, I get a text message saying, I've listened to the show and I'm not cross. (laughs) Phew. Phew. I wouldn't. Does Jackie get cross? 
Oh, yeah. Does she? I wouldn't God, like to yeah. see Jackie cross. Don't want to be on the wrong side of Jackie. No. No, it's terrifying. No. Yeah. She's small but terrifying. Yeah. I, I Yeah. I get that from Jackie. Tiny but terrifying. Yeah. No one believes it, but it's true. No, I believe you. Thank you. I believe you. Thank you. So, this is Jack. thanks to Jackie that we went to try this out. Well, I have tried it before. Have you ever tried it before? Only with my newborns. And how did that fare? I, I can't really remember. I think I went for reflux or something. I can't really remember why I went. But yeah, and my osteopath, who I still see at the time, did it for her. So you had an osteopath who was also a cranial sacral yes. osteopath. Okay, yes. interesting. So but, I- in, but interestingly, on that note, I mean, I've seen her for years and years after. and She's never done it on me. Oh, have you ever asked her to, though? No, I might when I next see her, actually. It's a good point. Mm. Okay. I wonder why. I wonder maybe she doesn't practice it anymore. Mm. Just thought I'd bring that to the space. So I've done it a few times before. The first time I did it was with my middle son. <laughs> I could not potty train him. And I had done it with the oldest, no problem. And this one, he was like nearly four and it was becoming a massive problem. And I went to the GP and I just tried everything. And I just thought this needs something else that is something else magical. So I took him to this lovely local uh, cranio lady and literally she sorted him out in one session but what did she do nothing he sat on the floor well, with she a must book. have done something i don't know because i so, don't know you understand he's gone from you can't potty train him and it's a massive problem to he's potty trained yeah so she must have done something she, he sat on the floor reading a book and she placed her hands on his back yeah and that afternoon he yeah, went what, to the loo but what did she say to you do you remember she didn't say anything she to didn't me. say oh i fixed it it was such and such no but what she did say to me was i think you could do with some sessions yeah, because you were probably totally stressed out about the potty training. And I said, oh, all right, thinking it was a load of old crap. Yeah. And I did go back on my own for a treatment. And she said, when I left, just go slow, be mindful. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I wasn't hosting a self-care podcast at the time. This meant nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> listen, be mindful? Listen, What's listen. that? FYI, it yeah. still means very little be, to you. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, that's true. So I went home that evening and I we were sitting on the couch and watching the news. Nothing had happened. It had been the most normal evening. And then this feeling came up in my stomach like I was going to vomit. You know, when you suddenly get that feeling. But it was an emotional feeling. It just happened. And I left the sofa and I went upstairs. Did and you I cry? Locked myself in the bathroom and I cried for about two hours. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. And Ollie came up and he was like, what's wrong? Let me in. What's happened? What's going on? Nothing had happened apart from I had had that session. But what had she released? Well, I don't know, but I had had quite a few miscarriages around that time or sometime before. And obviously that was sitting somewhere. And I hadn't, I hadn't felt it as particularly traumatic, but you know, obviously I hadn't. Obviously I had been holding it somewhere. And I was just wrung out. I was wrung out. And we were supposed to be going somewhere the next evening. And I couldn't. I was just a mess. And I called her and I was like, yeah, thanks a lot. And she said, mm, I had a feeling that was going to happen. So I, I have been You a few say times. thanks a lot. But actually what she did is she released some very blocked emotions But it for felt you. horrible. Well, not after. 
after that had happened, yeah, I felt better. But but that's that's the mm. point of it. It's yeah. horrible in the moment, of course, but it's really important. So I went in as a skeptic and I came out as a believer. And then that leads us to Jackie, who, you know, not the most woo-woo of people. The, well, you described her as the least woo-woo person you could ever possibly meet. And also she has been based in the medical field for 40 years. So she is someone very much based in Western medicine, medicine and practicality she has had a terrible terrible back problem for quite a while um to do with some discs uh she's had injections she's had all sorts and she was at the point where they were talking about operating because she just she was in pain every single day and she really obviously didn't want to have back surgery because who does but she was living off painkillers like living off ibuprofen and she found this place near her which was a um actually a teaching center for cranial sacral therapists and she started going and she's been going now for about four or five months not only does she feel she is nowhere near needing back surgery she's not even really taking painkillers anymore and it has just been the most incredible thing for her and she has come out she said every time I leave I feel like I'm walking on air and I feel like she is lighter in herself as well since she's been going so it's been Does amazing. she have to keep going to, to keep the pain at bay? She is now going about once a month just for like regular top-up sessions. And how often was she going before that? I think she went once a week or once a fortnight a few times and then she just has been maintaining it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And how much, let's talk about the cost of cranial. Okay, well the very special thing about this place where she goes and the place that we also ended up going to is it's a teaching clinic. So we you and I and my mum we've all had something called multi-hand sessions so there is the teacher and then there are three students yes so you actually have four pairs of hands on you yes and because it's a teaching um situation the cost is much less yes it was 35 pounds for an hour Yes, and if it's one student doing it on you, it's £25 for the hour. Now, if you were going to go to a normal cranial sacral therapist, it would be about £60-75-ish. So actually, it's incredibly good value. Um, So, I mean, that's pretty common to pay that for a physio or to pay that for an osteopath appointment. It's not particularly expensive, the 60, around the £60 mark for the hour or 45 minutes. So the £35 was great. For a full hour. Yeah, and you've also got, Four sets of hands on you. Yeah. Which I think is better. Yeah. And they're, they're, lo- they're third year students. They're final year students. So they are very uh, experienced in what they're doing already. Yeah. Um, so should we talk about the reasons we went? Obviously, it was to, to, to investigate it for the podcast. Yes. But when you go in, they ask you, why are you here? Yeah. Well, you don't have any particular like pains or anything like that. So what did you say? They didn't actually ask me why I was there. They just said, do you have any medical history? And I said, no, I'm probably the dullest person medical history-wise you're ever going to meet. Don't have any, never had any operations, illnesses, not on any medication. I'm very dull like that. Um, that was it. And they said, have you got children? I said, yes. How were, the, how were your pregnancies and births? I they said, didn't ask why you were here. No. They wanted to know about that. And I said, textbook pregnancies, textbook births, no problems, no trauma. They were like, no instruments? I was like, no, they just came out. Everything's great. They said, okay, that was it. So no, they did not ask me. Okay. They asked you? Yes, they did. That's the first thing they asked. Oh, and what did you say? I'm very surprised they didn't ask you that because 
anyone you go to, a physio, an osteopath, they, they want to know what they're there to fix or help or support. I was actually really interested in if they would intune anything from me rather than me telling them anything. But if they'd have said, what are you here for? Oh, I would have said like dodgy shoulders because right. they're still a little bit dodgy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to tell us how you got on? Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios, let's go further. This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. So the first time I went, I ended up going with Josh because Ollie was going out and so the option was go with dad to town or come with me to the cranio. He was like, I'll go with mum. So we turn up and my mum was also going in the afternoon a few hours later. So I, when we went into the room, I said to them, I just wondered as students if it was of any interest to you to treat multi-generationally. And they said, oh my God, we never get to do that to have three generations. Actually, it's amazing for us. And they said, sometimes, this is a bit weird. They said, sometimes you'll treat one person and the effect happens in their child. 
Isn't that weird? So if they treat your mum for something, you'll feel the I benefits. I could feel the benefit of it. Oh, you just made me go cold. Or if I was treated, Josh could. Anyway, so they said it's a great opportunity for us. So they invited Josh to lie down on the therapy bed and they put me at his feet, holding his feet. And then the teacher was behind me and the three students were around Josh. So one at his head and one at each side of him. And I mean, did he not mind? He was like down for it because I said, you know, just take your shoes off, lie on the bed. He didn't really know what was going to happen. I said, they're just going to place their hands on you. They're not going to manipulate or do it or tickle you or like do anything like that. They're just going to very lightly touch your head and your shoulders and your feet. I'll be touching your feet. So he lay there and there was a little bit of squirming and they found some tightness down his right side. He does, he does a lot of sport. And then one of the students said, completely out of the blue, cucumber. What? She said, I'm picking up cucumber. I said, I don't know why we have no association with cucumber. That was quite strange. And then she said, the fingers of, there's something up with the fingers of his feet. The fingers of his feet. I said, do you mean his toes? toes? Yeah. She said, yeah. And actually he did have some sort of like mosquito bite, insect bite irritation that he'd been going on about for about a week. So that was quite weird. So we finished the session he didn't say a word. And they said to him, how do you feel? And he went, the same. <laughs> and we got up and left. And as we got into the courtyard, which is just outside the place, he burst into tears. He's not really a burst into tears kid unless something exceptional happens. And I said, what? what's the matter? What happened? He said, I hated it. I said, why? What did you feel? He said, I felt claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm really sorry you know, you're right now. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. We got in the car. This was two o'clock in the afternoon. He fell asleep. He and this is a 10-year-old. This is not a four-year-old. This is not a toddler. I, yeah, exactly. This is not a napping toddler. No, he hadn't no he's had, nearly 11. Right. He hadn't had a late night the night before. He wasn't unwell. Fell asleep. I mean, out cold. For almost from when I started the engine until we got to where we were. Gone out. Which was weird. So it says to me, something They're happened. definitely moving something around his system, right? so you didn't have the treatment that day I didn't really but the teacher was behind me and she was picking up a lot of stuff from me into Josh but it definitely wasn't kind of about me so I went the following week on my own and lay down and um I had a guy behind my head and I kept saying to him, you, you keep making me feel like I'm on a boat. He had a very strong energy. And when he put his hands on my head, I felt like not so much a boat, maybe like a lilo on a pool, like that feeling where that's you're a lovely slightly. Feeling. That is a lovely feeling. That's how I felt when he put his hands on my head. So that was quite strange. Um, one of the students said to me, have you got a, um, an injury to your shoulder? Your left shoulder. Oh, so they picked it up. You hadn't even said it. They picked it up. Word. Where were they on your body at this point? Uh, one on my feet, one on my head, uh, one under my back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she said, if you had an injury to your left so shoulder. So she was under your back and she could feel that you had an injury to your shoulder. Mm. And I said, yeah, actually, yes. I trapped a nerve in it and I had to see a physio and it's better now. And she said, oh, you could do with some release. So they did some special technique where they picked my arm up and moved it around in a circle. That was quite strange, I felt. They picked your arm up? yeah. They picked my arm up and I had to just let it go completely floppy. And then they moved it and around. And then they moved it around to kind of release my shoulder. How is your shoulder? It's okay. 
And then the other guy said, oh, I'm desperate to do the other side another time. I said, okay. It feels quite intuitive, the whole thing. It yeah. must be based a lot on intuition. Yeah. It must. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't you think so? Yeah. Like the fact that he's saying, I'm desperate to do the other side. Well, that's his intuition speaking to him, isn't it? Mm. Or is he feeling something in the body? Well, we just don't know. I, I, I just don't really know. There's something very magical about it. It feels to me a little like witchcraft, which is what I said to them afterwards. But <clears throat> when you say witchcraft, I think that has like a negative connotation. And I don't think it is a negative thing. I no, think it's quite, I mean it in a completely... It's quite special. I mean it in a completely positive way. Yeah. Like you don't really understand how and why it's happening. But... But it's, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. There wasn't like an awful lot going on in my body. There were bit, bits and pieces, but nothing dramatic. And then, and she kept saying to me, if you feel stuff, emotions or thoughts or yeah. even visions, please t like tell us, please talk to us, please say it out loud. And as the session continued, I said to her, I've got this feeling in my throat like the, the physical feeling when you're going to cry. I said, I don't feel at all emotional or sad like I'm, I'm not I'm not feeling it emotionally but I have this real distinct physical sensation do you know what I mean like that lumpy like when you're, you're asking me if I know what you yeah. mean yeah totally yeah like you're like you're gonna like cry you can't quite swallow yeah like and I said it's very very physical I can I can feel it in my throat and she said to me when does this present itself to you or when does this happen in your life and I said well I don't know but I do I do have an issue with having difficult conversations and I don't really enjoy confrontation. And she said, is there a difficult conversation that you need to have? And I said, actually, yeah, there is. And she said, okay, just, just leave it, just go with it, just go with it. And kind of eventually it subsided and we finished the treatment and it went away and I left and I didn't really feel anything, but I needed a little bit of time to just come back to myself because it's very relaxing you do sort of drift it off it is exactly as we said in the intro profoundly relaxing you're almost in a trance and yeah. the hour feels like to five me minutes. Felt like yeah like five 15 minutes, minutes. Yeah. it's like it can't be done so i just needed to kind of come back to myself so i went to this local farmer's market that was in the next road and then i popped in on my mum because she's so near and i was telling her about this difficult conversation that i needed to have and she was like lauren you really do need to do it. Like, don't make Ollie do it. You need to do it. And I got in the car and this immense calmness was just in me. Like, this isn't going to be difficult. I, I'm able to do this. I thought, and, and I'm going to do it now. And as I drove home, I pressed the dial button. I started the conversation with this other person. And I could tell they were they were like a little bit distracted and like ready to kind of get off the phone. And I thought, if I don't address this now, I'm going to miss the moment like I need to. So I just did it. It really was. I can't talk about the conversation, which I know is very frustrating, <laughs> but it was so simple. I was just very calm about it, very straightforward about it. And they were like, yeah, okay, absolutely no problem. And we resolved it. And that was it. And it was such a release. Like it was so freeing to be able to do that. It was amazing. Wow. And I went home and I told Ollie and I was like, I've had that conversation that I needed to have. And he said, I would have done it. And I said, no, I, it was really important yeah. to me yeah. that I did it. And actually 
I'm so happy, A, that I did it, and B, that it was such an easy resolve. And there was Isn't just nothing that amazing because you came from a place of ease and then that's what happened in the conversation. Yeah. So look, anyway, I'll leave the rest to summary. I don't want to say anymore. Okay. Okay, well, um, in terms of what happened, yes, I had four people in the room. There were three students. It was the same. There was one at my feet one under my back, one on my head, and one, where was the other one? At your side? At my sides. Mm. Deeply relaxing. I'm lying down and fully clothed. Um, and they just asked me to relax. I went for my, they asked me why I was there. Yeah. Um, I have a prolapsed disc. Um, it's becoming very problematic. It's quite similar to your mum. Yeah. <clears throat> I've also had all the injections. The injections have worn off very quickly. The next stage for me really is surgery. I really don't want to do that. So, you know, yes. it was worth 35, For 35 pounds. Let's yeah. go see if I yeah. can sort this out with some cranial. Um, and it was a lovely experience. Um, they, they're constantly talking and communicating with each other. Mm. And because I was so deeply relaxed, I kind of went into a, in a different trance, like a different state mm. of consciousness. Mm. So I'm going to play you my voice note mm. um, from when I literally, the minute I came out. Okay. And then we can we can talk about okay it. i've just come out the cranial and i just want to record it as i'm in the moment that was a deeply moving incredible experience i don't really know what just happened i don't really know how it works but there were four women with their hands very gently placed upon different areas on my body trying to release and trying to heal <clears throat> i went for my back and I felt deeply relaxed throughout it. I felt points where I relaxed even deeper. And then they're talking to each other. They're all communicating through their words of what they're sensing and feeling through my body. And obviously a lot of it's kind of in cranial physio techie talk. And some of it I didn't understand. And I was in a sort of quite a deep state of a deep state of consciousness and they were talking about how I needed support they felt like there was a scaffolding around my heart area and that I needed more emotional support and before they said that I had a vision of of a, a guy I, I used to work for and I worked for him for many years and he became sort of like a an uncle to me and we had a very close relationship and then I stopped working for him and I just moved on to different things and we kind of lost touch but we weren't ever really in touch as much as we probably should have been and then a couple of years ago he sadly passed away and I suddenly started thinking about him and thinking about myself at his funeral and how upset I am about him not being here anymore and I think that's something to do with the support that he gave me perhaps um, he was a real role model in my life at the time and I've always regretted not being able to have that one last lunch with him or that one last coffee with him and I don't know maybe there was something in my heart that needed healing around his passing maybe he symbolizes support I, I don't know what happened I can't even really explain it I'm just it was a very surreal experience 
and let's just see how what happens over the next few days. So maybe he was the scaffolding. I mean, I haven't thought about him in years. Mm. The only time I think about it is when I bump into his daughter. Mm. And we always have a hug because mm. she knows that we had a really lovely mm. relationship. So it's always so nice to mm. see her. Um, but but when he passed away, even though he wasn't in my everyday life, far from it, I was, I was really, really devastated. Mm. I was so devastated that we hadn't spoken mm. and that we hadn't had that last, as I said, mm. that last coffee. Mm. And then I just guess, I just pushed it to the back of my mind. Now, mm. why is he suddenly... In my heart, in my mind, in my thoughts, in my dreams. I've dreamt about him since. Um, I think there was something I needed to say goodbye or mm. release around mm. his death. Yeah. I would never, ever have been able to tell you that. Because it wasn't in my consciousness whatsoever. Yeah. So... <clears throat> and it's interesting now that I've heard that back. Yes, this support, they kept going on. She needs support. She needs support. She needs support. And and at the moment, I really do feel like I need a little bit. I don't know what support I need, but I do feel very busy. Mm. I feel very um, pulled in a million different directions. I was about to say the word that is, keeps coming into my head is you need containing a bit. Yeah. You need containing. Do I? Well, like, because you're like spread too thin. You're like melted butter. And you yeah. need putting back into like a pack. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my a feeling great analogy. I'm getting from you. It's a great analogy. And yeah. I guess because I feel like I'm supporting so many yeah. people. You're physically spread too thin. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. I, I get that. And it's really in line with the conversation we had just before we came on air. Yes, absolutely. Isn't it? Very much which so. Is which is exactly this. Yeah. So, um... My back is not better, but but to to say that it would be better after one treatment mm. is completely unfair. Yeah, and it's an it's an unrealistic mm. expectation. It's like saying I'm going to go to the physio and she's going to fix my prolapsed disc in 45 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. happen that way. Yeah. it's a process. Yeah. Um, and so I want to go back. They're mm. very busy, so trying to get an appointment is not busy. the easiest My mum has the same problem. <laughs> um, I loved it i'm so happy because i just had this feeling because you were like i've been i'm not talking to you about it i don't know why i had this feeling you were gonna say oh it's a pile of shit and i was like gonna be really upset about that and i don't know why i can't believe what it brought up for me it's mad right it, it's mad it, i didn't think that lived anywhere in my body this this gentleman's death i really didn't but apparently it did but that's what i'm saying to you about the last time i went Yes, I had I had three miscarriages in a short space of time, but I, I as each one happened, I dealt with it. I was appropriately upset for a short amount of time. I dealt with it. I pulled myself to get you know I was okay. I didn't feel I was holding on to like yes. I, I didn't feel that I'd like ignored it and brushed it aside and buried it. I I hadn't. I had dealt with it, but obviously I was still carrying something. Well, the emotion of it. Right, it, like, you know. exactly. It's exactly the same. Yeah, right. It's exactly the in same. In your body, like like we your said, your body in the knows intro. the score. Yeah, like, we always come back to it. Your body yeah. knows more than you do. Yes, more than you mentally allow yourself. And they're saying to. every every single thing that happens to you, every stress, every injury, every accident, every everything is stored in yeah. your body, and the yeah. rhythm is out of line. Look, I, I, I shall we summarize? Can I, can I just say one? Can I just say <laughs> yeah. one other thing about why I feel this was so out there? Yeah. Because I lost one of my best friends. One yeah. of my best friends at 32 died yeah. of pancreatic cancer. And he died uh, 16 years ago yeah. now. 
And have I dealt with it? I, I think so. I mean, I've never had therapy about it. I was obviously completely heartbroken at the time. Um, I still get very upset sometimes when something funny happens or I hear a song that he loved and and I sometimes have a little cry and I miss him. I still miss him. And it was my sister's 50th and he felt he was very missed mm. at my sister's 50th because we were both, all three of us were very, very close. Mm. So... You would have thought if anybody's passing was going to come up, for me, it would have been him. Yeah, that's really interesting. And that's why I find it so interesting because it was so left field, mm. you know? Mm. And I don't think that that, I haven't made that up. That mm. hasn't just, mm. I haven't pulled that out of the sky. That has actually come up in my body yeah. and they have brought that out for me. Yeah. It's so, bizarre. It's bizarre. And then how were you afterwards? Like that day and the next day? Very, very tired. Me too. Very Me too. tired. To the point where that afternoon when I got home, I actually took myself upstairs to bed for an hour. And we were going out for dinner. And Ollie was like, you know, we have to leave in 15 minutes. I said, I, ha I will not get through the evening. I have to just shut my eyes yeah. just for a little, little yeah. bit. I was like wiped, yeah. drained from it. And I was quite tired the next day as well, but that night I was just exhausted. It's funny. But exhausted, but in a very calm way. Yeah, I just needed to like be quiet alone yes. and shut my eyes. You could hear on my voice note how calm mm. I was. Yeah. It's a weird thing, right? Let's summarise. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, what, what do we normally ask each other? What worked? What didn't? What did you learn? Um, did it work? I don't know. It hasn't helped my back. Mm. I'm hoping that it will mm. in time. If it can heal. <laughs> if it can heal Jackie. <laughs> if it can heal Jackie. And also if it can heal that piece of grief that was inside me that I didn't really know about, then mm. I think that's some powerful stuff there. Mm. Mm. I think for me, as someone who is not particularly good at um, uh, feeling the emotions, naming them and expressing them, it's, I feel like it does me some good to have this stuff like picked up on and kind of... <laughs> sucked out of me or brought to the surface or brought to my conscious attention or whatever it yeah, is yeah. that it does because that seems to be the pattern of when I go that's what happens to me I, I, I cannot tell you whether it is placebo or whether I came with bias because I already believed in it no the, the placebo there is no way there is no way that I would have thought about this guy's name was Jeff he was such a great man there was there's no way I would have thought about him that I wouldn't have just pulled that out of nowhere mm. I wouldn't I haven't thought about him for a long time mm. Mm. so that is not placebo that is definitely moving something around in the body my question is and I don't know if this is a question for you or just a question like it does it work better emotionally than physically like, does it work for the for the emotional well-being rather than the physical well-being? Because that's my current experience with it. It's moved something emotionally in me. Obviously, my back is still the same. It works for both. It works for both is, is the answer. It's supposed to work for both. So recently, the last time my mum went, one of the ladies, the same one who said cucumber and figured out Josh's feet, said to my mum, why am I picking up on a dog? There's a dog around and my mum lost they're not psychics it's not like yeah, that but yeah. they, that was what she was picking up and she said there's a lot and there's there's some grief my mum lost her dog yeah. fairly, you know like a, a year ago and that is very much caught up in her grief when her husband died and it's very much something that sits in her body because he was the last connection to her husband so 
you know, it, yeah, the loss and the grief and everything else. But they're not mediums or psychics. At they're, all. Like, that's not the thing. It's not some They kind have of, real, like, physio vibes. Yeah, it's physio vibes with yeah. mediumship energy. It's weird, but I really love it. I can't wait to go back. I mean, I tell you how much I love it. When I came home, I started looking at the training course. Like, it's one of the only things I could really see myself doing because I believe in it so strongly. But it's really intense and long, the course. It's full on. I mean, do, do we have time for you to start training to be a cranial? Yeah, but imagine I could treat you for free. It'd be amazing. I'd be, like, I'd be a mess. <laughs> just be a constant dribbling like, Lie down. <laughs> mess. Yeah. I would treat everyone. It's amazing. The big question. Yeah. Is it coming in the club? I mean, I want like a separate whole cranio place next door. Wing. Yeah. 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 And I like the multi hands. I, I haven't had too. I haven't had just one set of hands. Mm. So I liked it. I liked all of the different energies in there. It's a lot of energy in one room. As you walk in, it's not intimidating, but it's a bit like, oh, okay, it takes takes you back a bit when you're answering the questions and mm -hmm. Yeah. I just love it. I really love it. But I do feel I came at it slightly skewed because I've had good effects from it before well I didn't and you didn't I came completely fresh yeah. um, and open minded yeah because I really wanted to help my back so I'll definitely go back I just love it I love it so that is our episode on cranio or cranial sacral therapy yes yeah uh, if you want to be in touch hello at selfcareclub.co.uk you can find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod and we will be back on Friday with our weekly wellness roundup show see you then bye